When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leith, and welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast where each week I discuss practical, simple, and scientifically backed ways to help you take back control of your mental health and help others and ultimately live your happiest life. In this episode, I am going to discuss three mental self-care habits of the happiest people. Just before we start, I want to thank everyone again who has left a review, subscribed to this podcast, and shared it on social media with friends and family. Not only does your feedback help me improve each episode, but I also love seeing what you guys are learning and what key takeaways you have. It's so encouraging and so exciting. Okay, let's begin. We live in a world where it's easy to think that happiness is just something external. A product, a pill. It's like it's out there and ready for consumption. Yet, the happiest people are not those with lots of nice things or lots of likes on social media. These, of course, can help make your life more comfortable, but they do not guarantee true happiness. Rather, lasting happiness comes from something deep within us, from our character. It is a sense of peace and an internal joy that allows us to appreciate the small things and the big things. It's a strength. It's a mental steadfastness that helps us get through the hard times and still smile. It's a sense of embracing the good and the bad and learning equally from both. So how do we achieve this kind of happiness in our lives? What is this secret to happiness? Well, based on my research and clinical experience, I have found that there are several mental self-care habits that are common to the happiest people. Today, I'm going to talk about three of these. The first one is we need to connect more with people than we do with Wi-Fi. We need to connect with people because we are not designed for loneliness. We're not wired to be alone. Loneliness makes us depressed and unhappy. We know that instinctively, and there is so much research around this as well. What we see is that when people are alone and isolated, their cortisol levels rise. And when cortisol levels rise, it causes the body to go into inflammation, what we call low-grade inflammation. And that then can affect your heart. It can affect your immune system. It makes you sick. Isolation literally makes you sick. It also reduces the blood flow to the front of the brain by sometimes up to 80%. 
And when we're awake and functioning and living, we need this blood flow moving to the front of our brain in order to think clearly, to get perspective. So if we don't connect with others, we kind of lose our perspective and we can become very focused on our own issues, which can make it worse, which can raise your cortisol levels even higher, and that can then lead to other issues in your body. So when you speak to others, when you connect with others in a deep, meaningful way, where you feel comfortable to share what you're going through and to listen to them as well. So to help them as well as being listened to. This controls your cortisol levels and helps your body to heal. It helps protect your heart and protect your immune system. As we all know, loneliness is a huge issue at the moment. We literally are talking about the fact that there's a loneliness epidemic. And it's a massive issue because we've become such individualized in our societies so focused on connecting on our cell phones and on social media as opposed to that one-to-one direct contact. Deep, meaningful connections make people happy. It actually, as soon as you're in a, in, you, you, you've experienced this yourself, you know, when you have a great conversation with your, your spouse or your best friend or one of your children and you have this deep connection, you feel happy. There's this, your body, there, there's a bounce in, in your walk, there's a, a light in your eyes, your whole body responds physically to this connection that we have with others. And even in the midst of your pain and, you, and, and you're feeling terrible about things, talking to someone else helps you get perspective. You kind of see it through another person's eyes. Just talking it through, getting it out of you instead of it keeping it inside of you helps balance the cortisol in your body, helps to make things clearer in your mind. When someone has listened to what you're going through, you feel valued. I know that that's what happens to me when, when I'm feeling that something's worrying me and I talk to one of my children or my husband. I just feel like a sense of value that, that my experience is relevant and it makes me feel happy. I may be crying, but I feel the sense of being valued. I feel I've got it out of me. You see, we're designed to get our feelings and our communication out of us. If we don't and we stuff it, we literally stuff it into our bodies and that then damages our bodies. We need to get this stuff out. And in a deep, meaningful connection, we are able to do that. We also get all these great neurotransmitters that start flowing. So for example, we all know about serotonin, feel-good hormone, it's a neurotransmitter, dopamine, which helps us focus. And we get another one that's called adenamide. And that actually is called the bliss hormone, anandamide always battle with that word. And that is called the bliss hormone. And when these hormones flow, it's so much easier to get clarity of thinking. They help more blood flow in your brain. They just help that they, they, you get these waves of energy called gamma waves that move from the, the front to the back of the brain. And when they flow, you start getting this insight. When, your gamma, when gamma waves flow from the back to the front of the brain, you start making associations that you didn't make before. You start seeing things that you didn't see before. You start getting more clarity and insight. And that happens so well when you connect with others in a deep, meaningful way. And that brings this sense of happiness. When serotonin and dopamine and adenamide flow, you feel that sense of happiness. 
just think about when you are really feeling sad or something and, and you get a and you, someone gives you a, a hug they don't say anything but they just give you a hug you feel so much better it's that physical connection releases endorphins and enkephalins in your body that then activate different hormones that drops the ser- the cortisol levels so then you feel that makes you feel calmer and you feel loved and valued it's that when someone hugs you it's like i care about you i want to listen to you and all of us need that so badly So how do you cultivate deep, meaningful connections? Well, as I said at the beginning of this tip, we have to focus on disconnecting, connecting more with people than we do with Wi-Fi. We need to choose to spend time with others. We need to choose to become better listeners. How do you do that? Well, ask someone, can I help you? Or if someone comes to you and they said they're just going through something and, and they indicate to you that they need to be listened to you. Instead of you half listening and thinking of your own example of in your own life because it stimulated some experience just by hearing their problem, switch off to yourself completely and totally tune into what that person is saying. Don't allow your mind to wander all over the place. Focus on what they're saying and listen to exactly what they're saying. Don't offer advice unless asked for. What you can do is maybe reflect back what they're feeling and maybe say things like, gosh, that really is something that you're going through. You could write a gratitude letter. You could send a letter to someone just telling them what they mean to you in your life. You could make family meals a priority where you cook together and share the day and really create an environment where you start getting relaxed because sometimes it takes a little bit of time to unwind and feel calm and feel that the person you know the other people in your family are going to listen to you before you can start opening up you probably know by now that i'm a big fan of infrared saunas as i've experienced firsthand how just a 30 minute session can instantly boost my mood detox my body help ease digestive pain and help me feel my best my favorite sauna company is sunlighten if you're ready to take your mental and physical health to the next level i highly recommend sunlighten this has truly been a game changer for me just for my listeners you can get a hundred dollars off any sauna when you mention Dr. Caroline Leaf. For more details and to get your special offer, check the link in the show notes. What if I told you you could double the power of whatever you drink to wake up and energize your brain? My friends over at Bio Optimizers have created a special recipe for you that helps boost brain performance in the morning. They have a product called Primogen V and then Primogen M. You'll be buzzing without jitters or any negative side effects. And they're running a special promotion for you at www.biooptimizers.com forward slash leaf brain. You can get an additional 20% off from the normal package price with the coupon code DrLeaf20. The second point or the second mental self-care habit of the happiest people is to make thinker moments priorities each day. What is a thinker moment? It's something so easy. It is so easy that we don't always do it. You simply switch off to the external and switch on to the internal. 
close your eyes and let your mind wander. Daydream. For a few seconds, it does wonders in, re- in literally giving your brain a physical rest. Our minds are very, very active, full of energy and go 24-7. Our brains are physical and they get tired. There's a limited amount of energy that a brain actually has in the waking hours. So when we have a thinker moment, we're giving our brains a little rest. It's kind of like when you're working out at the gym or you're running and you have to maybe take a little break, a little rest in between to give your muscles that rest so that you can go into the next exercise. That's what you're doing with the thinker moment. There's different types of thinker moments, but these, the, 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 the ones that really help tremendously are to take what I do. This is what I do. Seven times a day, at least, I will try to take, even if it's 10 seconds, where I just honestly close my eyes or even stare into space and I just let my mind wander. I try and do it every hour. That's the ideal. And I've trained myself to do it every hour on good days, otherwise a minimum of seven minutes a day. I also try to take a period in my day of up to 10 minutes, in addition to these short little ones, where I really will just put on my phone, close my computer, even stand in the sun outside with a cup of coffee, and just let my mind wander. And this daydreaming and this mind wandering allows for a what we call the alpha bridge to be activated in the brain. And what that means is that it's a, your brain has these brain waves. Your, your brain Your neurons, as they're firing, emit an energy in waves. And when we go into this daydreaming state, you activate what you call the alpha wave. And that allows the non-conscious mind and the conscious mind. So your conscious deliberate thinking and your all your thoughts and memories in your non-conscious mind to kind of just start connecting. And that kind of energy flow, the alpha wave through the brain, is very calming. It calms down the cortisol and it releases hormones and it makes you feel happy. Doing a thinker moment for the 5 to 10 minutes outside is wonderful because the sun will also help tremendously in just making you feel that sense of peace and happiness as well. You know, being inside a dark room all the time can also make you feel a little a little unhappy. So do your thinker moments outside. They also improve sleep because when your brain is just being pushed to go, 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 go without having a chance to regenerate in these thinker moments, you can build up like a, almost like toxic waste in your brain. Think of not cleaning your teeth. If you don't clean your teeth, they get dirty. They build up a film on the outside of the teeth. I mean, this is a gross example, but it's a good example. That's what happens if we don't take thinker moments. And when you go to bed at night, all that accumulated mess in your brain can mess with your sleep. And when your sleep is messed with, it can affect your genetic expression the next day. And what that means is that you keep making new cells every single day, all the time. And every time you think, your genes are working. But if you haven't slept well the night before, they can't do that well the next day. And that can affect your happiness by making you feel like this sense of angst or anxiety, edginess. And that can make you feel kind of a little unhappy. The other thing, if you don't take thinker moments during the day, is all that accumulated thinking that hasn't been kind of sorted becomes very chaotic. So when you get into bed at night and you close your eyes, they come whooshing back and wake you up and then you get the adrenaline rush and you get that cortisol flowing again and suddenly you're sitting up in bed and you're very anxious and edgy and you can't fall asleep. So the thinker moments will help you deal with those 
things that keep you awake. And if you stay awake, as you know, if you don't sleep very well, that will also affect your happiness level. So here are some things that you could do. Set a time in your calendar or on your phone, a reminder, to take these thinker moments. So when they pop up, you actually read it and you do it. So it'll train yourself to do this. And if you do this repeatedly, over time it will become a habit. may take you a few weeks because it takes about 63 days to form a habit. But every day as you practice, this will become part of your lifestyle. You could also get into the habit of meditating, getting your mind calm and focused. And as you increase your ability to do this, when you're in a very, when you're feeling unhappy and on edge, by just going into a little bit of a meditation, it can help you to train yourself to get into these thinker moments and that can help you. Also, breathing exercises. Breathing is a fantastic way of dissipating cortisol in the brain. And there's many different ways of breathing to help you calm, to help you calm down enough that you can start feeling that sense of peace that comes with happiness. Another thing that you could do is periodically during the day or in that slightly longer thinker moment, you could, if you like doodling, you could just have a notepad out and just draw little pictures or squiggles or whatever as your mind is just wandering. If you want to know more about the thinker moment, you'll find information on this in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed. The third mental self-care habit of the happiest people is to be an infinite learner. Curious about life and about knowledge. I mean, there's so much great information out there. I wake up every morning and I get so excited about my field, which is brain research. I can't wait to read the latest research. It's become a little habit of mine. I'm so curious to find out more information about the mind and the brain. So I have all these different sites that I subscribe to and I immediately get my phone, get my cup of coffee, and I start searching around for information that or articles and then I read them deeply. I read them to understand them. I make notes about them. I apply it to my existing knowledge. And in doing that, I've caused all kinds of chemicals to flow through my brain that enable me to build a good, healthy memory. And a good, healthy memory is building cognitive resilience into my brain, which means I'm making my brain stronger. So when you build up cognitive resilience in your brain, you've made your brain stronger. So when the issues of life which will happen hit you, you've got so much more resilience inside of you. Your brain is stronger. Your mind is stronger when you've pursued this, this curiosity to learn, which is a natural part of our design of our brain. And it's not necessarily just about your uh, a specific field. It's just about life. I mean, I enjoy listening to the news. I love talking to people and hearing their stories. There's just so much interesting information out there reading. There's some great fiction books. There's just so much information to be curious about. Developing a curious mindset, reading and reading and reading is so important for happiness. Every morning when you wake up, you have a whole bunch of new baby nerve cells that are born, and that's called neurogenesis. And they are designed to be used during the course of the day. So when you're curious, you're learning. And you're learning this new information. You use those new baby nerve cells. You build them into the scaffold of your brain. And as you have conversations with people that have different, opin different opinions to you and you agree to disagree and you have these conversations, that is, and, and as you learn this new information, all these are using these new baby nerve cells and growing other ones, which is very, very healthy. Very, and it also contributes to your sense of feeling happiness. 
If you don't use those new baby nerve cells, so if you're very unhappy and you just don't want to learn and you're just like going through the day, just not really paying attention or not listening to anyone else, not curious, not really reading and to really learn new information, if you're not doing that, by the time you go to bed at night, those new baby nerve cells have literally become a toxic waste in your brain. And that will, you can, you will go to bed with a feeling of a sense of unhappiness, that something's not quite right. And that toxic waste, your brain has to work very, very hard to get rid of it while you're sleeping. And that can then affect your sleep and your sense of peace. You can wake up unhappy the next day. Being a curious, infinite learner will activate your imagination. And imagination is absolutely unlimited. Imagination sees all the possibilities. It literally is a possibilities mindset, which takes away the fear of uncertainty because instead of being scared of the future or scared of what you don't know, you see through the power of imagination all the possibilities as an exciting adventure. That is a a possibilities mindset, seeing that, oh, well, maybe this doesn't work or I could do that or this could be the option or that could be the option. And in an excited state of curiosity, that becomes something that will enhance your happiness and take away that fear of the unknown, which can make you feel unhappy. But this is something you're going to have to choose to do, and choose to get into the habit of doing it. Having an infinite learner mindset can contribute to overcoming self-confidence issues, because you start seeing things with a different perspective. You aren't frightened of what you don't know. You're you're seeing all the possibilities that are out there and they become something that's exciting. And that then gives you the self-confidence to also realize that there's so much knowledge out there. You can't know everything, but you can keep on learning and you don't feel like you have to be a perfectionist and know everything. You get more open-minded, you get a different perspective. Being an infinite learner contributes to your self-confidence in the, in the, in the sense that if you don't know something, you, you're confident enough to actually go and learn how to do that. So if you don't know how to knit, for example, you can go and learn how to do that. You move forward. It's very progressive. It's not getting stuck. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'm useless. It's, oh, I can't do that. No problem. I can go and learn how to do that. And even if you learn and you don't do it very well, just the fact that you've made the choice to get excited about the fact that you can go and learn new information and to a certain extent, maybe become a great whatever, great painter or bad painter or what doesn't matter what it is you've actually taken up the challenge and you've learned something you haven't been negative about it or stopped yourself moving forward self-confidence comes from the fact that you can actually learn whatever you want to learn and find out whatever you want to find out having an infinite learner mindset will help you see the past in a different way instead of seeing the past mistakes as a waste of time Rather see them as new information you have gained of what not to do. This will keep you from getting stuck in the past, which are such happiness blockers. Take it from me, I have done this. I have made mistakes and I have actually wasted so much time wishing I hadn't done it that way and I should have done it this way. And I shifted my mindset. Instead of allowing that to block me and steal my happiness, I shifted my mindset and turned it into information that I could learn new information, what not to do, how to do things differently. And it suddenly made me so excited by shifting my mindset. You see, an infinite learner mindset will keep you from fearing the future and regretting the past. Life becomes so much more exciting. And no matter what has happened or what will happen, 
you will find peace and happiness in the midst of the chaos. So, what are some tips that you could do to become an infinite learner? Choose to be curious. You naturally are curious, but you may just have to activate that. So read. Make a decision to read something every day. Make a decision to read a new book every week or listen to podcasts. Talk to other people. Ask people about their opinions about things. Be prepared to listen to the opinions of others even if they're not the same as yours. It's all learning. Get excited about the knowledge around you. Get excited about the fact that we live in a, in a day and an age where through technology we have access to all kinds of knowledge so easily. Use that as an exciting way of developing your infinite curiosity. And as you do that, you will become happier. So this is not an exhaustive list. This is just three points, but they're very important points. So first point or first mental self-care habit of the happiest people is make that decision to connect more with people than with Wi-Fi. The second mental self-care habit of happiest people is to make thinker moments a priority in your life. Try and set that, that phone of yours to remind you to, to have these thinker moments at least seven times a day and take that one time during the middle of your day, 10 minutes or so, to have your thinker moment where you just daydream. And third mental self-care habit of happiest people is be an infinite learner. The more you read, the more you explore knowledge, the more you embrace all the possibilities of knowledge out there and want to learn more, the happier you will be. And the final very important mental self-care habit that is essential, it's vital, is to detox your mind, to detox your brain every day. You need to spend at least 15 to 30 minutes every day dealing with toxic issues. Those toxic issues are damaging the brain and making it much harder for you to be happy. An essential part of having that internal sense of peace is to daily detox your brain. And over 30 years and working with multiple people in my clinical practice and doing clinical research, I developed a five-step process that you do over, to, over cycles of 21 days. And I've put this into my app called Switch. And you can find out about Switch in the show notes. And this is a fantastic way of daily detoxing your brain which is vital, a vital component to improving your happiness and sense of peace. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself 
and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.